People spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to the JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. Dude, James, uh, dude, I am like on fire. If you couldn't tell from the meeting already this morning. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I, I I don't know if you noticed it or not, but I even actually picked up my pace just a little bit after you spoke in the meeting. Uh-huh. It was it was really good. I it, I think it was needed. Yeah, I, I felt like our, our office meeting didn't have a ton of energy and uh, we needed that to be picked up. And honestly, I, I was really, it was genuine fire. Like I was ready to light that room on fire and uh, I was excited about where we went with it. And, you know, I always go into the night before um, the, the office meetings going, okay, what am I going to talk about? Like, what have we not talked about that I can be inspired? inspiring about and uh it always comes to me now am i coming at like freaking 11 30 at night and that's exactly when i did uh did the the makeup of what this conversation was going to be like and uh, but i was so so excited when i woke up going all right i am i know exactly what i'm going to talk about and i happened to come across that video from tom ferry and i was like this is perfect this is going to be a great segue into what are you doing and how are you winning at life? So it just was an awesome, awesome intro to what I was really wanting to be passionate about. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a great, great segue and well-timed also, Yeah. but you know, here's the thing. And, and for me in, in my effort to grow as, as a leader in the company, I, you set the bar pretty high. You have to understand that, right? You're a great speaker and, and I'm not looking for a raise here. You're, you're a great speaker. You, you kind of lead those meetings really, really well. Uh-huh. And then when you turn those meetings over to me, you know, I have this, I have these big shoes to fill. Yeah. So I'm, I was really struggling with that. And I don't know if you saw it, but it was kind of evident that they were missing Josh. In, yeah. the, in the in the business portion of it, right? Yeah, and but I think that's once again that's part of like growing though, right? You're you you're never going to replace the person in front of you, right? You have to create your stage. You have to create who you are, and you don't ever want to imitate or be like somebody else because you'll never be that person. And I would tell you, man, like I I, I say this from personal experience because I was always trying to imitate other people or other leaders, and I had to find my voice and I had to find what worked for me because I knew at the end of the day I couldn't be the John C. Max. Well, and I couldn't be Tom Ferry and I couldn't be Brian Buffini and all these other guys that we um, uh, kind of model our businesses off of, right? I couldn't, I had to find my voice and you're doing that right now. So I, I applaud you for your efforts and I know that's just going to keep getting better. I hope so. All right, guys. Hey, listen, I, uh, one, one of the reasons I'm also excited about our podcast today is we've got our, our my man, uh, Colin Young back on, and, uh, we are going to like, we're diving deep today, man, because there has been a crap load of stuff happen in major league baseball and in just in life in general, that's circling around major league baseball. Colin, dude, I am so pumped to have you and uh, on the show today and really get into some of this nitty gritty that people just don't want to talk about. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Cal. It's great to be back on the show. Um, always a pleasure. And uh, James, good to finally meet you as well. Um, yeah, looking forward to the discussion today. I think we're going to really dive into some 
really fun, but uh, maybe some uncomfortable topics, but right. that's, that's how you grow. <laughs> that's exactly right, man. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. you know, I was, uh, I was talking to our boy, uh, TJ, um, a couple of weeks ago, man, that's the first time I had talked to him in forever. And, and he just happened to call me and we, we were able to catch up and, uh, it was awesome to be able to just like get back into, man, that was, you know, TJ was a big part of my life back when I was playing ball. And then he's like, Hey, listen, a lot of us guys still have this big text string going on. And, and I'm like, dude, that'd be great. I'd love to connect. And then all of a sudden when I get connected, I'm getting blown up with 17,000 messages like every single day. And I'm like, do you guys work or what the heck? Because I'm not responding on anything. Like you guys yeah, are welcome. in that. Welcome to the tech thread. <laughs> Dude, it is unreal, man. I could, cannot it believe is, it, but. Uh, it is crazy, but it's also like being back in the clubhouse. Right. That's exactly yeah. right. And I really have and enjoyed it. I'm kind of a voyager on it right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's something uh, I have to pick and choose or maybe mute sometimes because. Uh, it will take up most of my day trying to catch up with, with all the guys on there. But, uh, um, yeah. yeah, for those out there, it's, it's a text thread of us guys that played together back when we were all together in the Rocky system. And, yeah. and, uh, it's, it's like we never skipped a beat yeah. communicating with each other. It's a, uh, it's pretty fun, uh, text thread. Yeah. There are definitely some great, uh, messages and some great, uh, uh, pictures sent on that thing. I mean, especially with all the stuff that's happening in baseball, man, I, I catch myself laughing. I'm, uh, on some of these yeah. memes, man, it is just pretty good, but all right. So dude, I want to dive into this, man. Um, obviously there's so many things that we could talk about. I mean, I just kind of want to do a highlight reel of like what's been going on. Obviously these massive amounts of contracts, uh, of men signing for just ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of money. And uh, I want to talk about that. And then of course, obviously this big scandal that's going on with the Astros and really how deep seated that is throughout major league baseball. And, you know, you and I grew up in the era of steroids and when that uh, got uncovered, man, it was like, man, it, it, it was like cancer throughout the entire, uh, MLB system. And I, so I want to highlight that a little bit uh, as well too. But then I also kind of want to turn into from there, like what does that affect and how does that affect a parent and coaches when it comes to youth and what what's going on with their youth and baseball as well too. So we've got a, a lot of stuff and I'm not sure if we're going to highlight it all. And we might have to have episode two here, but I want to dive into this, man. Like let's, let's not talk about the scandal first, but let's talk yeah. about major league baseball and the amount of money that is being spent on players nowadays. You and I, when we were between the lines, dude, like that was the dream. One of the dreams, right. Is to sign these hundred million dollar contracts. Right. I remember Kevin Brown being the first or, or pitcher a five, or a $5 million contract. Well, it didn't matter. I mean, a million dollar contract. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. But I mean, do you, you remember, and I remember when Kevin Brown was the first pitcher to re, to sign for a hundred million dollars. And we were like, you have got to be kidding me, dude. That guy literally signed for a hundred million dollars. Right. What, yeah. What, so uh, yeah, last year, you know, I, I coached a guy, Manny Machado, 330 million. Yeah. You know, imagine that that's, that's a lot of money, you know, $30 million a year. Um, I think it gets to a point where they don't even realize how much money they have. They, they're, it's really strange concept to think that you really don't have to worry about anything in life ever again. And I try to look at, you know, and there, there's a couple of guys, Hosmer was a $184 million guy on the team. Uh, and then there was a big drop off. 
Yeah. Uh, so two guys that were paid, you know, those that amount of money. And then you, we had a lot of guys that were um, Will Myers, $84 million, and then it goes down to uh, guys making six, seven hundred thousand, million and a half, yeah. two and a half million. So there's a huge divide. Uh, but what does that look like on a team? And it all it all really comes down to how does the individual with that amount of money deal with it on a daily basis? Does it affect them? Does it make them a better person? Does it make them a worse person? And uh, I don't I don't know if I've found that answer. Yeah, <laughs> really. You yeah. know. Uh, it's something, and I always think about it this way. What if that was me? Yep. Who would I have become at the age of 25 or 26 and you gave me $200 million? Would I be a good person or would, you know, would, would people think I'm a jerk? How would I react to everything having that amount of money? And, and uh, there's a lot of times where I think, I don't think I was mature enough at, at that age to even handle something like that. Right. Uh, in a good way. Right. So I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the answer is to what it is. I think you just have to have a strong support system around you with people that make this amount of money and, and make sure you don't become, uh, the jerk or, 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 or the cancer in the clubhouse because of that kind of, that kind of money. Right. Yeah. And we know that it's, I mean, you know, anytime you're in professional sports, it's a, you're, you're within a game, within a game, right? You're in a different world. And mm -hmm. I mean, money is one aspect of it. I mean, I just did the math on it just for everybody's sake, you know, $30 million, you're like, okay, I can't even comprehend that. And it's interesting when I go into these classrooms and talk to, to kids about, you know, motivation and, you know, chasing your dreams and doing things that you aspire to do. And then I, you know, obviously they know that I was a former professional uh, athlete and, and, uh, even though I didn't make the millions of dollars, but they're always intrigued by that. That's always, like, they always go to that. Like, Oh, I want to sign the $20 million contract, the $80 million contract. And I'm like, do you guys have any idea what that really means? And they have no clue. Right. So then I break it down for them about yeah. what you're going to make every month and what you're going to make every week. And then what you're going to make every day. And then what you're going to make every hour Do $30 million a year is $82,000 a day. Like that in itself, <laughs> I mean like $82,000 sounds way more than 30 million, by the way, to me, like, yeah. cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to make $82,000 today by, by, by five yeah. o'clock. There's going to be $82,000 deposited into my account. What did I do to earn that? And you know, you're right. I mean, both of us, as we were growing up through the minor leagues, it, um, you know, we had a, I mean, you, you go from this, uh, you go from college or you go from high school where, you know, you've got a lot of people and support around you. You had a lot of boundaries, right? And then you go into major league baseball or any professional sport and you have no boundaries right? You don't have mm -hmm. a lot of authority because now you are supposed to be this professional athlete. And really the, the world is your oyster, so to speak. And I know that we uh, together had a lot of fun outside the lines of that. And I don't, I'm not sure if my priorities were always straight. And, and I think you and I would agree that like, that is the, yeah. that is the thing in our lives that, and especially when you add hundreds of millions of dollars to that. So nothing is without possibility in your life, right? nothing is without possibility. And, and, uh, I think you just have to have a good foundation of morals, a good foundation, uh, family foundation. Uh, like I said, people keeping you in check and making sure that you don't become someone that's not you. Yep. Um, I think one of the things about 
you can you can have financial <clears throat> financial goals in life, and, and that's great and, and okay. But I think you know what it is that baseball players or athletes in general want to accomplish. <clears throat> if you're chasing money, I think you're forgetting about the process to get there. Right. Um, the process of grinding every day, doing doing your daily work, doing the, the things that got you to the big leagues. Right. Sometimes, and I, I saw. I saw this in the cloud. This is one thing I, I'll take away that I saw is that there, there was some complacency on the, on, with some guys that were big money guys. Um, as far as not doing the same things or having the same structure as to what got them to that level that got them those contracts. <clears throat> and that was kind of disheartening to see is like, Oh, right, now we're going to rest on our heels because we got this big paycheck. Right. For me, that amount of money would indebt me to the organization and say, I need to work harder than I've ever worked before. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope that would be my mentality where I need to prove that I'm worth this amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and with that, I mean, comes a lot of responsibility, a lot of dedication, you know, some guys have it, some guys don't, some guys get it on pure talent alone. But I think for the most part, these guys get it because they've, they've understand how to, they understand how to work hard, a process to get there. Um, and then the money comes in and the money flows. But, um, you know, there are some examples and not just on our team, but other teams where you see the complacency set in and, and that's a little, disheartening, especially as a coach where I'm not making much money at all. Right. You know, and wishing, you know, as a former player, I could be back in their shoes and say, man, I would be doing everything in my power right now to make people think that I'm worth that. Yeah. So, well, and you, you know, really quick, I'm going to, I just want to make a a statement then I'm going to have James. I want your perspective as somebody from really the outside looking in as we, we talk about all this millions of dollars, but uh, you know, one of the things is that, you know, if you're one of these athletes, um, especially going through the minor league system, I mean, you are treated differently than everybody else in a sense, right? You've, you've kind of got, you've got the coaches that are excited about it. The organization's excited for you. Like you are really kind of the golden child and uh, you know, Colin, you and I got to experience that a little bit of like what that looks like. I mean, you're not just a number, you're actually a prospect or you're a top prospect and everybody loves to be treated well. Everybody loves to be that person that uh, is admired and is ex- and they're excited about and the up and coming. And you're always looking in baseball America saying, yeah, I'm one of the top prospects. And I tell you what, you know, when you're not used to people uh, being hard on you or criticizing you, it's it is a challenge because there's there's not a lot of humility that comes with that, right? You you don't grow to understand what humility looks like in your life. So the ego continue can can get big. And when mm-hmm. you when you when you make thirty million dollars a year, Dan, I'm telling you what, I mean, it is you you can have a lot of uh, grace in your life, but man, I'm telling you what, your ego naturally just gets a little bit more swollen, and that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying it just really is life, James. Yeah, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, James. No, no, no. You go ahead, Colin. One more time. No, okay. Um, no, I think it just becomes easier to say no. Uh, right. You know, uh, but also you, you mentioned the word humility. Uh, I, I think with you know that just comes from your upbringing, being able to be humble. Uh, I think the, the money 
<clears throat> can really can really change a person. Um, but with humility and understanding your moral compass, you know, I, I really think it's manageable. And there are guys in the big leagues that, you know, have been able to do that very successfully. Yep. Uh, and even in entertainment, you know, have done that successfully. Uh, but, you know, we can also name a million cases and even guys that we know were, you know, somewhat played with where, you know, you just, you, you can see the money changes a person. Yeah. And too much is given, much is expected, man. And I, that's exactly yeah. where uh, I agree that a lot of men, a lot of people are that way. Professional athletes are really great people. So uh, James, I mean, from the outside looking in, you know, uh, when we throw around that amount of money and that talk, like, tell me what the, tell me what a fan reacts to. Tell me like what is going through the mind of, of somebody that is just going, are you serious? Yeah, first of all, it's it's unfathomable fathomable that that somebody could be paid that much money for for doing literally anything. Yeah. So, what my question is is, has it changed the game? Right? Has the money changed the game? Because it again, outside looking in, it seems to me that you start out in maybe Little League or Babe Ruth or or wherever you start out, and it's about the love of the game, right? right. And it's because it's something you enjoy doing, but throw into the mix 100 300 million dollar contracts right now is it more about the money or more about the game and i i got to watch this actually happen uh, a young man who who played high school football with my oldest son he went into the nfl now i'm rewinding all the way back to high school this kid's dad knew he was he had a shot at the uh -huh. nfl uh -huh. and they were doing things even as freshmen and sophomores in high school to ensure that all the way to the point of once the kid got a bid for college, a, a good college, they started pulling him out of games more, and they and ultimately the the kid kind of phoned it in in the championship, and that kind of left some hard feelings. So, but yeah. they were they were planning for the future. It wasn't about the sport. It wasn't about the game. Right. It was about the money. So, I'm wondering if you guys can kind of rewind to back when it was about the game and not about the money and what's changed now. Right. Hey, Colin, I mean, I want you to talk about this because you obviously were yeah. most recently in the game again. And so you you have a great perspective of what it was like when you and I played, but then now, of course, getting back into it so many years later, you know, did the game change? I mean, it, uh, and we know that it becomes short more of a business, answer, short, right? Short, an short answer is yes. Yeah. Short answer is yes, the game has changed. Um, whether it be a generational thing, a millennial thing, um, I don't know. But the feeling was within the game, uh, we had a very, when, when we played, we had a very competitive spirit. Uh, guys on the other team, they were not your friends. Yeah. You weren't, but you weren't buddy, buddy. Right. Um, you were, everyone was vying for a spot. You're, you're trying to reach the big leagues. You're, you're trying to stay in the big leagues. You're trying you know, everyone is is your competitor. What I notice is that everyone is comfortable. Uh, mm, interesting. From, from from the lowest player to to the top player, top money maker, they're making so much money that they're they're comfortable. Yeah. So I, you lose that. I think you lose that competitive competitive edge just a little bit. Where and I'll give you a good example. So my 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 father in law played for you know, the giants and the Cardinals in the mid eighties and, and, uh, the Yankees and, and Padres. And, and, you know, he was one of, you know, he was 
one of the best hitters of the eight. But what he tells me is that back then, you know, guys were making good money. I mean, $2 million a year back then was, was, was big, uh-huh. but, but still at the same time, guys were competitive. Guys were angry. Guys were, guys were not friends with guys on the other team. Yeah. Uh, they were trying to beat you because, uh, everyone was in lockstep close to each other, uh, financially. But now everyone's so comfortable and making so much money. It seems like everyone's just buddy, buddy on, on, out there on the field, shaking hands pregame. I mean, Cal, you know, like yeah. if, if back then when, if we went across during like batting practice or went to the other side and was standing with guys on the other team, just, shooting the breeze we would have gotten in trouble for that yeah i was gonna say we didn't ever talk to the other team in fact you weren't even you weren't even going out for beers with the other guys afterwards right no, it was just no, a complete separation weren't. yes now now everything is is, is is so intermingled as far as the other teams are concerned it's just it's just like everyone's just playing mlb but the, the team that they're playing on you know this is and this is probably an over exaggeration but they're just playing MLB, making big paychecks, but the, the team that they're playing on just seems like an afterthought. Yeah, interesting. You know, yeah, it's it, it's a and that's just my perspective. That's that's how I I that's the sense that I got. Right. Because because the amount of money everyone makes, everyone's just com- comfortable, buddy buddy, having a good time, and there's, there's the the edge, having that edge just seemed to be lost. Mm-hmm. Um. With, amongst the players and teams in the game because of the money. So, Colin, how do you, how do you feel like the money changed that? Like, like I said, I think I think it just made everyone everyone comfortable. Um, it, team priority went out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, playing for your team, you're playing for the contract instead of playing for your team. Gotcha. And and I think that's just a natural evolution of the game. Right. And and progress of, of society is is uh, we're a very individualistic society now, and everything is about me getting mine. And I think it's just it's transferred into pro, pro sports. You know, social, social media. Look at me. You know, how many followers I got on Instagram. This and that. You know, and then it becomes about me too much instead of you know what can I do for my team and how can we make this team. <laughs> you know, go and, 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 and be cohesive. And it's just, um, I, I just think it's where we are in society is where, uh, the money for entertainment and the money for professional sports is just, it's so out of hand and it, it can do nothing but create ego and individualism. Right. And I would say just uh, adding on to that is the loyalty aspect, right? I mean, you know, back yeah. when we were playing, I mean, guys were spending their entire careers with an organization. They always knew like that the organization had their back and they were willing to go ahead and sacrifice everything for that organization. So that camaraderie, that teamwork is exactly what you're talking about, Colin. I mean, it is the evolution of all games, I would say. I mean, you, if you look at any other game, you know, football, basketball, you know, it's all about individualism and it is all about themselves and getting as much as they can. Now, 
Now you will have, I got a caveat here. You will have some superstars, some amazing, you know, I remember when, um, when Peyton Manning did it, I know when, uh, you know, Tom Brady did it where they, they took less on their contract in order to help the team win and maybe sign that athlete. But those are almost kind of exceptions to the rules because everybody is so individualistic on it. And it is about, it is about me. And listen, I am an entrepreneur and I love the fact that there is no ceiling on you, on what you can make if you are willing to pay the price and willing to work hard. So listen, I think we both, and you're an entrepreneur, Colin, James, of course, you're the same way. Like we only, we all appreciate that. That is, that is, there's nothing wrong with that. But once again, there's kind of this balance of like, what are you willing to sacrifice in order to get to that hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and, and not just sacrifice, you know, like when it comes to like effort and, um, and discipline, all this stuff. I'm talking about like the integrity of the game, the integrity of who you are. What is what is being sacrificed in order to accomplish that? Um, I, I went up, you know, when the when the Chiefs just uh, won this last week, and big Chiefs fans, right? We looked at uh, tickets to the Super Bowl, six thousand dollars, dude, to go to a game, <laughs> and it's just like, what are we sacrificing? We looked at uh, what it was going to cost to go to. Um, the all-star game and to potentially, you know, the home run derby contest and mm-hmm. the seats were over $500 a seat. And it's just like, we're having to, yeah. we're having to sacrifice the average fan uh, in order to see those things um, because of obviously the way that the games have exploded and the amounts of money that are being thrown around. And, you know, my here's question, a, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, here's just to um, piggyback again on James's question. Um, how has it changed? How has the money changed? Um, I just wanted to give an example. Say I'm a pitcher and I'm making $30 million a year and I have a bad outing. Is it going to affect me less because I know I have 30 million guaranteed. Am I just going to blow off the bad outing and just be like, ah, screw it. No big deal. It doesn't matter. I'm still getting paid. Mm -hmm. Or am I going to take that? And it depends on the type of person you are. Am I going to take that bad outing and feel bad about it because I am getting 30 million and I need to do better and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen is it's the, it's what I said first. Mm. It's, it's okay. I'm still getting paid. Yeah. And, and I can see that. That's the attitude that I, that I noticed mostly Interesting. Um, from my experience last year. Yeah, that's interesting because I would have thought sometimes, you know, thought naturally though that the the heart and the passion of the of the individual would have just, you know, with the security of having the financial freedom, that's awesome. But now you can truly have like, hey, listen, it's not about the money anymore. It's about the success. It's about the wins. It's about the trophies. Mm-hmm. It's about the, you know, all of those experiences that are outside of what money can buy you, right? And, uh, I, you know, it's just, it's just an interesting conversation. I'm not sure there's a right answer because once again, I believe in free enterprise. I believe that you yeah. work your ass off that you should be able to make as much as you want. But Colin, I mean, you were in a st- you were in a, in a, in a position in your life right now that you had an opportunity to go back into the game and you weren't willing to sacrifice what it was going to take because your priorities have shifted and you've made a decision, um, about being a, you know, being more of the family man that you need to be. I just want to ask you on that perspective. And it's not necessarily a money thing, but is the, it's the passionate thing. It was something that of course you and I talked about before is like, this was a dream that you were chasing. This is a dream that all of us guys were chasing. And 
you had an awesome opportunity to relive it in a different perspective, but still be in between the lines. Dude, you made a decision that I would say a lot of guys are going, what the heck are you doing, bro? Like seriously? Yeah. And there's a couple of reasons why I decided not to go back. And, um, and to be, be honest with you. And I I think they're very valid reasons. And I, and I, I think, after a long discussion with my family, um, I made the right decision. So the first, and firstly, it's, uh, the strain that was, you know, finances aside from coaching salary compared to play salary, you know, finances aside, the strain that being away seven months from your family, uh, it puts on is just, it's insane. Um, you know, when your wife works full time and you have three kids, almost high school age, uh, with their activities and you're gone seven months out of the year, uh, it can create a lot of havoc in your life, you know, and there's not much, there's not much you can do when you're thousands of miles away. Right. Uh, there's not much support besides moral support that you can give your wife when you're a thousand miles away. Right. You know, when you're, when you're living a lifestyle that I lived last year, it's, it's, it's not something that, uh, creates happiness. So, yeah. uh, within a marriage, because what I was doing is I was living in a nice big ass home in San Diego overlooking the water. I was traveling to different cities all the time. I'm spending my off days in Miami, um, you know, at the St. Regis hotel, uh, I'm in a Ritz Carlton on the road every night. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm living the life, a lifestyle that we've all wanted. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, while back home, there is a huge amount of sacrifice being made. Yeah. And that creates uh, animosity yeah. and that creates uh, anger. Yeah. And, and that's not good, you know, and as much as I tried to be there, you know, with moral support, there's only so much you can say on the phone, right. <laughs> there right. is, you know, right. Um, there's only so many things, uh, so many gestures that you can give, uh, whether it be writing a letter or, you know, sending flowers that where after a while, it just doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Uh, because you're not present. You're not there. You're not going through what they're going through. And you're living a lifestyle that is separate from your family and somewhat unfair to them. And, you know, we had, you know, we had a great come to Jesus talk about this, uh, in our closet one night, (laughs) you You better have a big closet, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a big closet, but I was looking for a corner to hide. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but it, it was one of those things where all the emotion came out because it was, you know, if I made that decision to go back, my wife had decided that she wouldn't be able to do that again. Hmm. And in that moment, I looked at her and, and I realized baseball has given me every, I met my wife because of baseball. Yeah. I'm not going to lose my wife because of baseball. Yeah. So baseball has given me almost everything in life. My, my wife, my children, my family, 
baseball has also put me in situations where it can take everything away. Yeah. And I wasn't going to let it do that. Yeah. And my family is more important than the game. Right. So I made that decision right then and there um, that I needed to be a husband and a father first uh, and, 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 and move on. And I, I became okay with that. The second part of that is my influence as a coach and what I want to do in life and how I want to serve others is better served coaching youth and amateur baseball. Coaching big leaguers is not what it seems to be. It's mm. it, in some aspects, it can almost be glorified babysitting. Mm. You can tell them something. Mm-hmm. They don't have to take your, take your advice. Right. You can work with them and they can just decide not to listen to you. And that kind of goes to some of the money aspect of it too. You know, where I'm paid, why do I have to listen to you? I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I make more in one day you than know? you've made this entire year, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so your influence is very minimal. Yeah. Uh, on a big league coaching staff or in the major leagues as compared to minor leagues, yeah. college or high school. Yeah. So my impact, I feel my in- impact and what I have to give back to the sport and to other people is better served with youth and amateur athletes. And that way I can get them to the levels they want to get to. Uh, and that's just my personal feeling uh, on that. So it was those two situations where sometimes you're in a job but it's, it's not that rewarding. You know, I'm, I'm at the pinnacle, but how do I feel about this? Like, am I, am I impacting anything? Am I making a difference? And, yeah. and the answer on that was not really, Yeah. you know, uh, I'm not in a situation where I can really make a big impact right now. And I can make a big impact on, you know, 13, 14, 15 year olds and, 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 help them achieve their goals and, and, and motivate them to be better and, and do those, do those things rather than a guy making $30 million a year. Yeah. So, you know, there's so many takeaways from what you just said there. And, and I, first of all, I want to just tell you, I want to give you mad props for what you did, brother, because there are so many, and I just focus on men here, but I think women do the same thing, but there's so many men, there's so many fathers or so many husbands that don't step up and actually prioritize what they say to other and other people and profess to other people that they prioritize in their lives. Right. And, um, I, I just, I mean, for you to make that decision, dude, I mean, this was a massive dream in your life. This was, you know, to you, this was the pinnacle of fulfillment. Uh, just like it was for so many other ex-professional athletes is to get to the, the show and you got to experience that. And, you know, one of the things that as you're talking I, that I absolutely love hearing is the younger Colin, much like the younger version of myself and the younger version of all the guys that we played with probably would have sacrificed family or marriage or whatever, because that was the dream. The number one thing 100%. was truly that was the game. And you had an opportunity to create a life and then go back into the game from a different perspective. And given the opportunity to see what you were willing to sacrifice, you said, you know what? The game was great to me, but the game isn't my life. The game was a moment. It was a chapter. It was awesome. It gave me all of these things. And I'm not willing to lose all those things because of the game. And I got to applaud you for that, dude, because what, this isn't a subject we're going to talk about today, but we're going to, we will, the next episode, people are willing to sacrifice so much of who they are and their life 
for the game and they have to live with that regret the rest of their lives. And that's going to be a huge thing that you and I need to really dive down. And I know James is going to have some great insight on this as well, too. But I got to tell you, dude, I'm just I really I can't tell you how much I respect you for doing it. It was I know it was a hard decision, but it was also the right decision. And oftentimes, James, we talk about this every day. Oftentimes the right decision isn't the easy decision. Oftentimes the right decision is not the, the most popular decision and you're left with actually having to pick up the pieces sometimes from that decision or you're left with other people questioning and going like, dude, why the heck did you do that? You had this opportunity and you're like, bro, you don't know me and you don't know what my priorities are. Yeah, so you and I, you and I have talked about it in the past where when you left baseball, you're like, what now? Yeah. So here was a great opportunity. I'm, I'm hearing it and calling great opportunity for him to say, Hey, here's another chance to be doing something that I really love. Now a season has changed in his life and he's saying, Hey, I have to leave baseball again. So yeah. I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I've become a fan of Colin now because I want to see where it goes from here. Yeah. I, I want to see how, how he adjusted that because like it or not, he was way more involved in baseball the last year than you were right? because he was in it. He was, he was there. And, and to a certain extent, I, I think that probably, you know, delayed the inevitable for him, but I, I just want to know what that looks like in the future. So I'll be, I'll be staying tuned for that. Yeah. All right, buddy, dude, Colin, we have got, all right, I mean, it's like 36 minutes, bro. So we are going to, uh, yeah. we're going to table this, the rest of this conversation, but we are getting, we're going to get back on it, man. And we're going to really dive into like the state of the game. You know, what, what's going on with all of these things that the guys are doing, you know, they were cheating back in our day. They were cheating before our day and they're still cheating now and what that's doing for, uh, the image of the game. And then of course, I really do want to dive into, cause you hit this personally as well is what does it mean for our youth right now? You know, we are so passionate about the legacy of baseball and what it has allowed us to do in our lives. We want to give back to those, the younger kids that dream of becoming a major league baseball player. But I want to talk about specifically the youth and what that looks like and what they're being pressured to do now and what the game and how it's changed and the expectations and parenting and coaching and all that. So that's on next episode, but dude, you brought the thunder today and I so appreciate your honesty because I think you said a lot of things that people didn't want to hear necessarily, but it was the truth. Yeah. Listen, you know, I'm an open book with it. And I think the best thing, you know, is is to, when, when you talk about stuff like this is give a realistic uh, perspective uh, of, of everything. And, you know, if I sugarcoat anything or if I, you know, try to make it, you know, take the grit out of it, then, then I'm not doing anyone any justice as to, you know, what life is about. So, um, you know, experiences are, are meant to be shared and, and people can take information from those experiences and, and make better decisions about what they want to do in life. So I'm just here to offer some of that perspective and, and hopefully it helps some people, uh, you know, with, with their decisions in life, if they're, they got to make a tough decision about something they want to do or choose family over work or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, so that's just how I feel about that. All right, buddy, man. Hey, I really appreciate you being on, dude. We look forward to uh, catching up soon, and uh, we'll be on. We'll, we'll definitely get this this next episode here up pretty nice and fast. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks uh, for having me. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. All right, dude. Uh, that was uh, that was intense, man. That's good stuff. You know. I mean, talk about a perceptive or a perception that you don't you don't normally have. That was that was some really great insight, and and I applaud him making that decision what's best for his family yeah 
That is huge. Yeah. Well, I, I got to tell you too. I mean, as he was talking about the clubhouse and kind of like the state of what players, um, uh, you know, are right now, I, I tell you what, to be that honest is really, uh, is hard because you got to be looking, you got to be thinking about like, first of all, who's listening. And then am I, my, by me being brutally honest about the state of the game, is that ruining any opportunities for me to get back into the game? And I tell you what, uh, I, I totally have respect for Colin to say that because a lot of guys in his position will not be honest with that though. They will, cause they're always thinking about, well, man, am I going to ruin my next opportunity? And obviously he's made some decisions that he's not going to go back into major league baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the future he does, maybe life changes and he's able to do that in, in another chapter of his life. But, uh, I, I love it. And I hope people really appreciate that the honesty that was coming from today, you know, it's easy when you're outside the game, such as myself and you know, you're not, you don't have any intentions of getting back in it, or you're not going to, you know, you have no aspirations of like being a coach in it. You can be pretty honest and be pretty, uh, I think open on it, but when you're still connected, like Colin is, um, it's that that's hard to be truthful because you don't know who's listening and what the ramifications potentially would be. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see how that goes for him. Like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, as always, we we appreciate you listening, man. We There were some great things happening today on this podcast. And, uh, you know, listen, who are you going to share it with? You know, who are you going to get this message out to? Who needs to hear it? I mean, do you have a, do you have a, a youth uh, that is uh, aspiring to be in professional sports but needs to hear about money and what the game has turned into and what they could be doing in order to put themselves in the best position? Do you have a college student? Do you have somebody that you know personally that is maybe putting other priorities in their lives ahead of what they, re, that they claim to be putting in? Uh, this is a great message for that. And uh, I would just would encourage you just share this. And if it means something to you, I want you to implement it, man. Take action on this and start living in that integrity that we talk about all the time about the things that truly are important to you, but maybe you don't follow through with it. So that's all I got, brother. You, you're good. You're, you're awesome. You're We're good. I'm just still taking it all in. All right, brother. Okay. Well, uh, I think I screwed you're, up. You're going to run both the intro and, and the yeah, outro. We're going to go oh, up and we're going to go down <laughs> and then we're going to go down and then we're up and then we're going to get out of here. All right. You guys take care. We'll talk to you soon.